You're listening to Them Three, a podcast that inspires people to be themselves while living life on purpose, with purpose. We're the McCleskies, two brothers. And a sister. Raised by the same parents, generations apart. When getting spanked wasn't considered abuse. It should have been. And when riding the bus without seatbelts was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Join us as we inspire siblings like ourselves to have more effective communication within their own family units. You be you. And inspire others to do the same. Bill McCleskey here. Bill McCleskey uh, in the building. Yeah. Tim Jr., the eldest. Well, the eldest. The eldest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how, how, how are you guys doing today on this wonderful Tuesday morning, the day after? Well, let me, can I, can I just say, um, yesterday was MLK Day. Uh-huh. And um, today is the day after MLK Day. Thank you for reminding me. All right. Me. I, I don't, I don't want to confuse anybody, okay? <laughs> But, um, I, I, you know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. I, I, I actually feel refreshed. Um, you know, last week, my, my team, uh, a, a group of my employees uh, conspired <clears throat> to, to uh, come to me with a proposition. And they said, hey, um, we working from home on Monday? And I was like, <laughs> is that a day off? You know, because I couldn't remember, you know, we have an employee handbook and it lists the days off, you know, like Christmas, New Year's Eve, all that stuff. Right. I said, is that a day off? Oh, no, it's not. It's not one of the days. I said, oh, well. (laughs) And then they said, well, the office building is going to be closed because it's a federal holiday. And I was like, well, you we got a key card. Right. You know, I'm just trying to figure out, like, y'all can still get in the building. Right. But anyway, I, I told everybody, I said, look, hey, let's work from home. We're going to jump on the phones throughout the day, you know, uh, do our huddle in the morning, do our thing, you know. And uh, it worked out well because I, w- I needed the rest uh, myself. So I was able to just chill at the house, uh, did some work in the morning. And um, I had a great day, you know. I watched about five minutes of news. And and that's all, I, that's all I had in me. But outside of that, y'all, I did watch something on Netflix called Crack. I don't know if y'all seen it. I don't know if y'all what, seen it. Is that a cartoon? Isn't it a cartoon series? It's it's not a cartoon. It's a documentary about crack cocaine being <laughs> being. Uh, I'm serious. The, epi- the 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 epidemic of, of crack cocaine in the 90s or 80s, 90s, and the 2000s, and, and how the government profited off of the sale of crack cocaine to fund the Nicaraguan uh, conflict, the civil war down there mm-hmm. uh, it, when Reagan was president. So and how it really, you know. You know, it's a it's, you gotta see it, but yeah. you know, crack on Netflix. Check it out. I don't. I don't mean to laugh. I literally thought it was a cartoon. I, I think I've there's a, a cartoon on Comedy Central. Um, is it Comedy Central or it's the it's the Adult Cartoon Network or whatever it's called called Crack? Yeah. It, may, it might, might be cracking or anything. I, all right, I have to check that out. That sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's heavy, but you know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, something that we all need to know it's about. A, it, if you guys have seen the the TV show on FX called uh, I think it's Snowfall. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's that's what that show is about. You know, about how these drug dealers, you know, they were flying cocaine in and and making crack and and how it went. You know, people just got addicted to it, and then how the laws, uh, you know, with just a uh, you know a small amount of crack, you would get mandatory sentences. But if right. you had 10 times that much cocaine, you know, it wasn't even, I mean, it's crazy. And obviously people of color, you know, it, that crack was being pumped into their neighborhood. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, if you see it, it'll, it'll it's kind of eye-opening, even if you know about it. But yeah. I, uh, Netflix has some great, about. yeah, Netflix has some great documentaries. You can learn a lot in a day watching documentaries on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. <clears throat> Absolutely. I had a good day yesterday. Um, I mean, I believe it or not, Bill, I had 10 clients. Um, oh, wow. People were booked up. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's interesting because when I set my, my calendar, I didn't consider, oh, it's a holiday. You know, I just had it open. And naturally, some people were off. And I was like, why is yeah. this day so stacked up? I was like, oh, well, it's a holiday. 
But, you know, one of the things I think, particularly about Martin Luther King holiday is, you know, because of the work that he did, we have an opportunity to work. <laughs> and yeah. so I look True. at, uh, I need to be working because yeah. uh, some people marched and died so I could work and mm-hmm. do what I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, probably 1950, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. So yeah. uh, I want to take advantage of that and not just say, okay, I'm just, I don't do anything. But I mean, mm-hmm. to each his own. But I, I think it was, it was a day that I did a lot of reading. Um, you know, sometimes you wrestle with things. And so I had some, some scriptures that I was reading and just just digging into some stuff and, and got better clarity uh, from a spiritual standpoint. And, and then, of course, I talked to Deborah, my wife, about it. Um, and uh, just just felt a lot better by the time I closed my eyes last night. So, yeah. so it was a good day. Good, productive uh, day. Can I ask you a quick question? Are you in your old house or the new house? Yeah, oh, I was confused oh. too. He brought that color from the old Cause, house cause to the, the new paint. house. <laughs> the paint on the wall. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you in the kitchen area? The kitchen, dining room, living room. Right. Smash. No, it was an open I mean, floor I, plan. I, it was an open right. floor plan. I, I brought I brought something with me. I brought something. Okay. Me. Actually, this is my office. It, 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 it's calming in here to me. The, the color. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, so, so, so the whole office, out. the that's the the um the whole office is that color. The walls are that walls. color. All four walls is wow. okay. Color. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. And what is that? Is that like a this color? Uh, right. The, the house we actually painted the house. It's kind of like an ocean kind of blue. Okay. Um, and then we have some accent walls, like a navy accent wall, and in, in the bedroom in another room. So when you guys come back out, you'll be able to see that. But no, this is I, I'm in a new house. And guess okay. what? We got we got six eyes that, that work on the stove. Instead oh. of one. Instead of one. Oh my goodness. Well, I hey. mean, I can I can actually cook multiple things at one time. At one time. It's, oh man. It's amazing. It's the most Blessings. amazing thing. Oh, and the toilet I flush once. You don't have oh. to jiggle the handle and, and I don't open have the to back flush and pull up the and thing. And then hold it down and then go back and flush it two or three more times. My God. Hey, moving on up. Listen. Wow. Stacy, Stacy, what's up? How's your week been? Or your last seven days, I should say. I mean, they've been great. They've been great. Um, I've had a lot of time to clean my house. I mean, I'm constantly cleaning this house. And I think it's just, a friend of mine told me once that when you feel kind of unsteady in your life, you constantly clean your house. I think I feel unsteady because of like work, you know, my industry has been shut down since last year. And granted, I, last week I was fortunate enough to um, go back to a TV show called New Amsterdam on, on NBC and shoot. What's the show called again? It's called New Amsterdam. I know I rushed okay. it. New Amsterdam. Okay. It's on NBC. Um, mm-hmm. And I played Dr. Felicia Elder. And so um, I'm reoccurring now on that show. So that was nice to go back to set and actually do some acting last week, um, which was a lot of fun. And it's interesting because with COVID, I had, I think, three COVID tests last week leading up to my one day of shooting. You know, mm-hmm. I went two days to set in Brooklyn and, and got a COVID test, negative, thank God. Um, then the next day, a rapid test. And then the day that I was shooting, <clears throat> I got there and they were like, okay, you got to do another test. And I didn't even know that. And it was a self-test. So I had to, they talk me through, you fill out the paperwork and it's CVS. CVS, NBC is partnered with CVS. So on mm-hmm. all their shows, they have people there set up. And I do the little swab. I wait in a room for 15 to 20 minutes. They tell me my results. And I'm so glad that they were negative so I could work. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the day begins. Um, and it, it, it just felt so great to be back on set and to just act and to, to redevelop this character. Because um, I, I shot my first episode on that show in 2019. So it's been a whole year and some change. Um, so that was wonderful. So that was a part of my last week. Um, ripping and running around with my dog flower who's laying beside me sleep right now. Um, but I, 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 I've been thinking about if I want to stay in America, this is a real thought mm. that I've been having. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and not so much for the rest of my life, but if I want to go somewhere else and live for a time, um, and there's so many other options. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was talking to a friend like of mine the, the other day, the, the entire world. And I yeah. think I think in this country, I, you know, as I watch the events uh, take place on the 6th of January, you know, we, we have we're taught 
that America is the greatest country in the world. And it is a great country. It has a lot of amazing things um, here and, and about it, but there are, are other places that are just as, as, as good, if not better. And I was talking to a friend of mine who used to live in Amsterdam. We were talking about the healthcare system there. She's like, yeah, I was going to get my teeth fixed. And I, I said to the dentist, well, how much is this going to cost me? Because she was getting her, her uh, gap closed mm -hmm. and some other work done. And he was like, oh, it's going to be free. And she said, I'm sorry, what free? And this was a few years ago. Then she had to go to another doctor to get something done. And they were like, oh yeah, it's free. It's a part of, you have your work visa, you know, it's free. It's a part of our, our healthcare plan. Oh, wow. um, and I think if you are a mother, they pay mothers. They view being a mother as a job. Mm -hmm. So it, they pay the mother or the parent. Mm -hmm. Then they pay you for each of your children. So you can, I think a close friend of hers that lived there, she was an artist, you know, like I am. And mm -hmm. she had two kids, but the government paid her because they want your children to be taken care of. So, you know? so, so, so is that welfare? I think it's different. Cause they pay welfare. the mothers over here too for having yeah. kids. <laughs> they do, but it's not, it's not looked down upon. It's not looked at like, okay. oh, you're, you're less than, you don't, you can't get a job or you're single or whatever. It's looked at like, oh, you you gave your body to to provide, you know, more people, more citizens for our country so they can give back to the economy. And we actually want we care about our citizens. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's what I was getting from it. So I just been looking at been looking at Ghana because Ghana has opened its borders to black Americans who yep. want to seek asylum yep. if they don't feel safe here anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I don't feel safe. I just think the world is so big and there's so much to learn right. yeah. from traveling, from living in different countries in diff among different cultures and learning different languages and all that good stuff. So that's what my uh, week has been. I also started the 75 hard challenge. Have y'all heard of that? What is that? So for 75 days, you drink a gallon of water a day, you read wow. about 10 pages of any book a day. You uh, work out twice a day. One workout is to be outside. 75 um, days in a row? 75 days in a row. And wow. you- um, when, did, when did you start that? Last week. Oh, you should have told me about that. I would be like, ah, <laughs> let's go, let's go. <laughs> what well, day you, you on? I'm, I'm, I'm on gonna come five. in. Okay, I'm gonna come in on day 71. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> Dang. And one, yeah. so you work out twice a day and one day has to be outside? One workout has to be outside for 45 wow. minutes. Each workout is the minimum of 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And you, and you can, you pick a, like a meal plan and you, you stick to it. It's, it's not about, cause people are like, Oh, why do you want to lose weight? I'm like, it's not about that for me. I'm, yeah. I, I eat healthy. I drink a ton of water a day. I read every day, but it's about discipline. It's right. something exactly. I have to practice discipline on a daily basis because right. I struggle with that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's yeah. that's that's real. I gotta look into that. Is there like a, a Facebook group on it or something? I don't know or? if there's a Facebook group, but if you just Google 75 hard, it'll yeah, so many things will come up. Okay, okay. Yeah. Woo -wee. Hey, I know that's intense and it's hard. right there. <laughs> yeah, I went I went one week, maybe a month ago, and I was like, I'm gonna work out every day this week. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, because I usually I usually would work out three or four times a week. I'm like, yo, yeah. that is a trip. I mean, yeah. but, um, you know, I it's felt dedication it. too, because when you're tired, like today, I'm tired. I'm mm -hmm. just tired, but you got, you say, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because mm -hmm. my whole thing is you'll never know how great you can be if you don't push yourself That's right. to the max and then go, Ooh, oh, wow, I got yeah. the other side of this. Cool. Yeah. I, I can make it another day. Do y'all have y'all ever heard of David Goggins? I've heard that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's a, he, he was a Navy SEAL. Um, he was a Navy SEAL, but he was also he's also an ultra marathon runner. So he runs like a hundred miles and stuff. But after he was a Navy SEAL, by the way, to become a Navy SEAL, he went. They go through something called Hell Week. He went through their Hell Week uh, three times. I think he's the only Navy SEAL to have gone through their Hell Week three times. Did he uh, have because, to go through it or he did it for fun? No, the first time he like was sick or had pneumonia or something, he had to stop. Second time he like broke his leg, he had to stop. So the third time, you know, he, he got through it. But but he after he became a Navy SEAL, he went to he wanted to raise money for some of his comrades who got killed in a mission. 
-hmm. and he was going to raise money for their families. And uh, he was going to run this, you know, 100 mile, 150 mile race in, in uh, I think it was in California. But anyway, in order to qualify for the race, he had to run 100 miles in 24 hours. So he goes to run this 100 mile uh, race within 24 hours. And he got to like, I think he said 70 miles and his body just like shut down. He had like broken bones in his feet. His shin was, you know, killing him. Uh, he said he was urinating blood. I mean, it's like, they were like, his girlfriend was with him at the time. She's like, we gotta go to the hospital. He's like, no, nah. like I need something to eat, right? And so he, he, he started getting some, some, some liquids in him and he started eating a little bit. He started feeling a little better. He said, I could stand up. And he actually finished 100 miles, right? In the, in, within 24 hours. But he said he learned something from the Navy SEALs. And this, to your point, Stacey, what you just said, he said that, that his captain taught him that when you think you've hit a wall, when you think you've gone as far as you can absolutely go, you're only at 40%. Mm. You literally have 60% more capacity in you and and so he learned that like when his body shut down he was like no i i got 60 percent more (laughs) you understand whereas most people like dude you better get to the hospital you about to die right you know but but he finished that race and he's just a crazy dude he actually lives in uh, middle tennessee he's in he's in franklin brentwood or franklin tennessee uh but no that dude is is wild he's crazy wow you know you if you guys think about where we are in terms of our career and where we how we got to where we are right now. Um, sometimes I go back and I think about we hit a wall or some we, we struggle somewhere and we had to just make a decision to continue to push forward. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Stacy, I'm not sure <clears throat> what your experiences were, but Bill, I remember your story about you at Comcast, you, you were you're eager about getting some kind of promotion or something. You thought you would just earn this promotion. You were the top sales guy and you didn't get it. And so that pushed you in a different direction. But you moving in that different direction, I'm, I'm sure your mind was like, no, nah, you got to stay where you come from. You got to stay right here. You got mm-hmm. some guaranteed resources, you know, the right. system, da, 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 da. But it pushed you in a different direction. And the same thing happened with me working with an organization. Our team got big, bigger than the subsidiary I was working under. And the guy started hating. <laughs> on yeah. You know, I, which is weird because he's making money off me. Mm-hmm. But he didn't like the idea that my group was getting bigger than him. So I had a decision to make to leave that group. And I only bring that up because sometimes we have to really, really get uncomfortable to become mm-hmm. our best. Yeah. Um, I think about, uh, there's a book called Three Feet from Gold. It's part of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. I uh, think mm-hmm. you grow rich. So it's like a newer version. Mm-hmm. And one lady that was in it was Mary Kay Ash. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who Mary Kay is. Right. Right. But her story is similar to Billy's where she, you know, I think it was in like the 50s or 60s. She was like one of the top salespeople, but she was a woman. Mm-hmm. And so she thought she was going to get this top position in management, but they didn't give it to her. They gave it to somebody else who wasn't as qualified as she was. So she went ahead and retired and she took her retirement, which was only five thousand dollars, which is probably significant then. But she took her five thousand dollars and started what we know now. Is Mary Kay. Wow. And Mary Kay is all over the world now. Right. <laughs> you know? But it's almost as if she had to go through that. Mm-hmm. She had to feel that uncomfortable feeling first in order to start what we know as Mary Kay. And people have careers and jobs for life as a result of a choice she made. Yeah. Right. So it really comes down to, to us making a decision like this gentleman made. He made yeah. a decision and he stuck with it. And as mm-hmm. a result, we're able to talk about it now. And some people are probably inspired to keep pushing forward in their own life as a result of what they see on him. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. That's something to remember. I have to remember that. You have 60 more percent in you. Yeah. It's called the 40% rule. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did a TGIF video uh, about it. Probably a couple of them. But uh, but his video, David Goggins, if you just go to YouTube and check him out, he got a ton of videos. Okay. On uh on YouTube, he cuss a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, interesting about speaking of cussing, I've been watching on Netflix the history of swear words and where mm-hmm. they come from, the root mm-hmm. of them. I think everyone should watch this because we're misinformed. You know, mm-hmm. um, about certain words. I mean, it goes through the gamut of of cuss words. 
But on one of the episodes, they were talking about how sometimes when you're doing something physical and you feel like you can't get through and you know, you might be like, oh gosh, and you're pushing and you're like, darn. And they were saying, if you say a cuss word, you can get through it better and easier than you would if you wouldn't. And I was like, that's interesting. They did this experiment on there where they had people put their hands in ice, ice cold water. And certain people were allowed to cuss and some people weren't allowed to cuss. And the people that weren't allowed to cuss, they could only hold it in there like for minutes. The people that were allowed to cuss, mm. they were able to hold it in there for a long time. And I was like, that's interesting. And I would love to see mm. like the science, scientific data on that. Cause mm -hmm. what is the brain doing? Right. And they also said our brain, it's like in the middle of the brain, I forget where in the brain, where we house our cuss words. Mm. Um, but check it out. History of swear words is very interesting. <laughs> I, I saw that documentary on Netflix. I, I thought that was a, an interesting title. Uh, I have to check it out. I have to check mm -hmm. it out. What you drinking, Stacey? Agua. Oh, okay. 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 Woo. Oh, of course. 75 hard, right? 75 hard. Yeah. Hey, so when we, real quick, when you drink a gallon of water a day, how many times do you have to go urinate? Uh, every second. I, I always say I have the bladder of an 85 year old man. Um, <laughs> I, 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 even if I don't drink a lot of water, I have to pee a lot. So this, I have to really time out when I drink mm -hmm. my water. Yeah. Um, I was doing a, a, a detox last year for 10 days and they recommended that you wake up at 6am and you drink half a gallon then. Because wow. that way you're getting most of the water through your body and out. Yeah. If you want to drink, try to drink your gallon. Now I've missed the mark today, but try to drink your gallon before 12 noon. Because wow. that way you have the rest of your day. You're not constantly yeah. going back and forth to the bathroom. Yeah. I, Get, I getting up that. at night. Mm -hmm. I, I had that experience when I would when I would go to the gym early in the morning, you know, 5, 5, 36. I normally would drink a half a gallon at the gym and I'm not really thinking about it because I'm sweating a lot of it out anyway because I'm yeah. working out. Um, and then I end up drinking like two or three more bottles before one o'clock. But by five or six, I don't have to go to the bathroom as much. Mm -hmm. But if I go to the gym at one or two, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to the bathroom all the way up to three, four in the morning. I mean, it's yeah. just, that's just the way it works. Yeah. But it, it does so what, what, are, what are we going to, uh, are, we, are we doing a podcast yet? talk to y'all about like what's the question of the day of the week of the week you know we tomorrow we we are gonna get to witness the i have my tv on cnn on mute but we're gonna get to witness um biden and harris become the president mm. vice president mm -hmm. um which i think for a lot of people is going to be very exciting uh there are, i think they said twenty five thousand national guards yeah in dc because of what happened on the six so that'll be interesting um and and I, I hope and pray that nothing crazy happens around the the 51 states um but my question to you guys is you know we last year we dealt with COVID. we're still dealing with COVID. i think we're gonna be dealing with COVID for a long time and we dealt with uh racism you know the pimple being popped on racism truly and and things mm. um really coming to a head um and, and then just not being able to see your loved ones as much, not people being out of work, people dying, you know, and while we're all going to die, but just people dying from this virus, how, how do you guys deal with, you know, mentally processing that self-care, taking care of yourself? Because this is trauma, you know, when you really break it down, this is trauma. Yeah. Um, so how do you, on a personal level, deal with it, um, you both, you both have your own businesses, you're both authors, you both have kids, you're both married. There's a lot on your plate. How do you I have, one, I have one, one kid. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> you know, you know. You said that like, like I, I have one many, kid. How many children you got? I just got one child. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, nah. no, nah, that's, that's a good question. Uh, and I think it's an important question. Uh, here lately, over the last 12 months, probably, I've been paying very close attention to my mental well-being. And I thought I had always done that. And I probably have more than most people, but I've just been really intentional about what I've been doing with, with my, uh, my psychology, you know? And uh, one thing that I think is very important is, is to win the morning, you know? To, to, to conquer your morning mm -hmm. and be in control of your morning. And what most people do, I think, in the morning is you wake up and you go pick up your phone. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I think most people pick up their phone and they start scrolling. And I told a, uh, an employee of mine the other day, I said, man, it's like Russian roulette, man. You, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know. True. You know, you may scroll something. You may see some bad news. You may see something funny. Something may encourage you. But you just you just don't know. And the best thing to do is you you should be we should be in complete control of our morning, because if we win the morning, this is another thing David Goggins says you learn from the Navy. You win the morning, you win the day. You know, and so I'm real big about having a morning routine and and my morning routine consists of uh, six different things. It's, it's actually an acronym. Have I ever shared this with y'all? Savers? No. So. OK, OK. I, I don't know if I had a, had a, had a family uh, holiday or whatever, but but uh, the, the acronym is S-A-V-E-R-S, Savers. Savers. And and the S, the, the first S stands for silence. So I'm silent. Uh, the A stands for affirmation. The mm. V stands for visualization. Mm. The E stands for exercise. The R stands for read. And the last S stands for scribe or write something. So I do those six things. Now, that could, I could take one minute for each thing and it could just take me six minutes or I could take 10 minutes for each thing and it could take me an hour. You know, uh, it just depends on what time again. I wake up. Say it again. Give those again. Yes, savers. So S is for silent, mm -hmm. uh, A for affirmation, V for visualization, E for exercise, R, read, and S, scribe, which means I may write out, you know, some goals for the day, or I may write out three things I'm thankful for, do, do a gratitude exercise or something like that. Mm -hmm. But but no, I do that and uh, every morning, you know, and, and really sometimes I'll do it in the middle of the day, you know, I'll I'll just take lunch or something, uh, especially if I'm, I'm uh, having a challenging day. I'll just I'll just relax and say, OK, now it's time for me to be still, you know, just be silent and go through that process. But I think it helps to center me. You know, I think it's really helpful to center me and, and get the right perspective on certain things and to know who's really in control. And and if we are intentional uh, about our day, especially our morning, I think that that will really help uh, with our mental health, you know, going forward for most people, for sure. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Um, I, I'm not the best morning person. My wife is. Um, but I have noticed um, when I would get up, and I haven't been able to do this since we moved, but I've noticed before we moved, I would go to the gym between like five and six. And one of the things I enjoy was being on the treadmill and literally watching the sunrise. Mm. That that just it did something to me. Um, it helped me to appreciate. Look at this gift I've been given from God. You know, I woke up, I'm working out, and I get to see what He created for today. Mm. Um, and, and of course, normally during that time for me, I'm listening to you know uh, people on YouTube. Miles Monroe, I'm listening to sermons, something to help me mentally and spiritually to get my day going. Um, and by the time I come home, I am literally mentally ready to go. I'm ready to tackle anything. Mm -hmm. Now, what I can say is when I, now here's what's interesting. When I do all of that, I tend to eat better because who wants to mess up a workout? Mm -hmm. You know, after you worked out, you don't want to mess that yeah. up. Um, I tend to respond a little differently. I have a little more patience mm -hmm. throughout the day because I'm listening to something that's trying to help me to think more circumspectly about the choices I make. But yet when I don't do that, it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like a rush. Okay, what am I going to do today? What I got to yeah. do? Can I accomplish my goal? And then there's this, this feeling I sometimes get like you're about to get a whoop and like, I ain't done nothing wrong. Well, what's wrong? Well, it's because <laughs> you, you're putting this mental pressure on yourself unnecessarily. When if we have that discipline, like we talked about earlier, of just making a choice, okay, I'm going to get up in the morning, I'm going to do these different things. Um, and I think for me, I know some people aren't morning folk, but at the end of the night, make a decision and you can do those things at the end of the night before you go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, Billy, you mentioned one time something about listening to your voice um, <laughs> at the end of the night. You know, you could read some scriptures, you could read something, words of affirmation, record yourself and just listen to your own voice yep. um, at the end of the night. You and said that one? positive and good. You said what? 
I say he said that one time. I must have missed that. Listen yeah. to your yeah. own. Yeah. And so so and and you it, when you really think about it, sometimes I would listen to myself when I'm giving speeches, and I'm like, wow, I said that. And you start right. feeling good. You know, I'm like, whoa, that's that was me. Um, and and it does something to you mentally and emotionally. And as you begin to rest, you can rest peacefully. Um before you actually close your eyes. And then that I think that sets a tone to how you sleep, what you dream about, yep. how you wake up. Um, so it's it's a it's a cycle. It's something yeah. you do throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. what 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 about you, Stacey? What what are you doing? Whew. I do a lot of things. I mean, when I wake up in the morning, my, my days are they they fluctuate. I mean, I I I am a very hyper person. Um uh, and so I've had to, a lot of times my schedule's made for me, depending on what type of work I'm doing, right? Uh, but a few things I know that I want to do when I wake up, I want to pray, I want to meditate, I want to sit in silence, I want to say thank you, I want to write in my gratitude journal. Um, and so I have a, I have a routine, but um, some days, you know, I, like you, Tim, I'm not a morning person. I was born in the evening, so I am definitely wide awake. <laughs> at night, the moon comes out, I'm up. Um, and so I usually get up, I, I say, thank you. Um, and that's something I've been doing since I started the book, The Magic, which we talked mm -hmm. about, I think on the first episode. Um, and I say, thank you to everything in my room. I have a ton of plants above my bed. So I say, thank you to those. I say, thank you, you know, to my feet for touching the floors, just practicing that intentional gratitude. And then I'll pray and then I'll meditate. And my meditations can consist of many things. I, it could be silence. It could be me reading something. It could be me um, saying some affirmations to myself. Um, it could be me just being still. I have this app too that I love called Insight Timer. And there are a lot of great um, guided meditations on there that I might do. Um, and then I have a, a Tibetan singing bowl that I'll hit a few times and kind of just steal the energy because I'm so hyper. I, I have to find moments when I can calm my body down. Um, and then usually I'll play music. There's one song I try to listen to every day. It was on the Black Panther soundtrack. It's called All the Stars. I think it's uh, uh, SZA and Kendrick Lamar. And um, it's just, it's it's not even like the lyrics. I do like the lyrics because I like Kendrick, but the beat behind it, it has this like rocking feel that kind of gets you going through your day. Um, but one thing I do, one thing I started last year, especially when COVID started to hit hard and we all started to realize what this was and what it was going to be. I live right across the street from a park called Fort Triumph Park. And I'm very grateful for it because I go to that park every single day, every morning. I take my dog and I walk for at least an hour and a half or so, just to be in nature, to talk to God, to sit with myself. And that usually calms me um, mm. when I think about everything that's happening in the world. Uh, I don't watch the news a lot. I recently just started watching CNN a little bit more with the inauguration coming up and just to be abreast of what's happening around me in my community and in the world. Uh, because sometimes I do feel like if you don't know, um, things can shock you, but then sometimes I feel like if you don't know, it doesn't touch you. Um, <laughs> it's all about what you're inviting into your environment. It's like what you said, when you wake up in the morning and you scroll, you know, you don't know what you're inviting into your psyche, into your spirit, into your home. Um, and those things can affect you. They can affect your day. Um, I was working on the sixth. I was writing in my kitchen and my phone was blowing up. I was like, why is everybody texting me? And they were like, turn on the news. And as soon as I turned it on, it ruined my entire day mm. completely. And of course I could have controlled that situation, <clears throat> but you have to be careful what you allow to penetrate your spirit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a lot. Uh, one thing that I do a lot, I, I will say I have that routine, whether it shifts throughout the morning. Um, but going into nature, I think is important for mental health. Um, mm -hmm. for anyone. I also, uh, I was going to therapy a lot last year too. I need to find a new therapist, but I think therapy is important. I think it's important sometimes to have a neutral party that you can just talk to about everything that's going on in your head or in your life. Cause sometimes a lot of times you might not feel safe with people that are in your family or close friends. You just need someone who actually, um, can give you advice on a different level. Um, and I think therapy is very important. 
um, and it really helps with that. Um, so yeah, and I drink a lot of water. Water's important. Hey, I gotta tell you, I mean, you, you know, you talk about not watching the news a lot, and I had this experience about it's probably ten years ago, and and because uh, I remember it was right before I worked at Comcast, and and I had. You know how the back in the day the, the bootleg cable dude could hook you up with cable for like forty dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and you he would do something to the box. So anyway, he did that. Okay, I paid him like forty. He came out. It lasted for like six months. It went out. I said, man, you know, it went out. He came back, you know, and then it went out again. I was like, man, whatever. But it didn't go all the way out. I had like four channels, right? So I was like, whatever, man. You know, I, I know. I remember I was doing Soul Lounge at the time and 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 losing money like crazy, and uh, and and then my TV went down to one channel. I remember I had channel two, ABC, and then ABC went out. <laughs> I had no TV, right? So me and Miles, we used to watch DVDs. You know, I would I would pop in a DVD just to have something going, you know, on the, on the TV. And, and this was before y'all, I mean, I don't even think we were, I was pulling up stuff on the phone, this is 10 years ago. So I don't, we were, I didn't have an iPad, but I wasn't pulling stuff up on my phone to watch. I think I had a Blackberry. I don't even think I had, a, you know. So, so this was before like, you could get the Netflix or, you know, mm -hmm. YouTube and you could literally watch TV. But anyway, guys, I did not have TV for probably two months. And I noticed how it made me feel. I felt so like, almost like I had decluttered some stuff, right? Like I had gotten rid of some stuff mm -hmm. all because I had not been watching TV. I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's weird to try to explain it, but I just felt like, you know, I just, I was, I don't know. I got rid of some burdens or something. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like something yeah. was on me and I was like, I got rid of it. And I was like free, I could walk freely. And, you know, it was just, it was just weird. And then when I got the job with Comcast, we got free cable. So, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, cable. But um, I, I just, I just, you know, to think about like our mental health, it's not just about playing offense, you know, about what we actually do, but it's about, like you said, playing defense and about what we don't do, right? Mm -hmm. What we say no to intentionally. One of those things has been the news for me. I remember when 9-11 happened in, in 90, what was that, 99? No, that was 2001. Two, yeah, 2001. When that happened, I was, I didn't watch the news, right? I remember going to the gym. When I left the gym, everybody was crowded around the TV up front. And I was like, man, these people love the news. Like in my head, I was like, <laughs> I ain't even looking at it. Right. I got home, took a shower. One of my buddies called me and said, man, have you seen the news? And I was like, dude, I ain't watching the news. And he said, no, nah, dude, turn. I mean, it was literally probably 12 or one o'clock mm -hmm. before I knew what happened. And that happened early that morning. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, but I think it's more about what we say no to uh, as, as much as it is about, you know, what, what we say yes to or do intentionally as regards to our mental health. So we gotta be careful. I also oh, think too, you know, that, that, that applies to people that you keep in your mm, life. Absolutely. I, I read yeah. a great book last year called Boundaries yes. <laughs> and it, it, it helps you develop boundaries with anyone in your life. And it doesn't mean mm -hmm. you don't love these people. It doesn't mean you don't want to be around them, but sometimes people can suck the life out of you without you yeah. even realizing it. Then you come back yeah. home and you're drained and it's like, I just walked to the corner store, you know, but 15 <laughs> people called you a text and right, people are right. dumping their stuff on you as well. I, I think, you know, that, that definitely saying no to people. And I used to be a people pleaser, hardcore, because I don't like conflict. I don't, I don't like all that yelling and screaming and stuff. I love to love, but I wasn't um, protecting my magic. I wasn't protecting my life. Mm. Um, protecting my magic. Ooh, I love how you said that. Ooh, I wasn't me, I'm, a, I'm going to use it. <laughs> Thank it's gonna you. Going to be on a t-shirt on a mask. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's important 
to protect your magic, to protect. You remember that look, that song where little this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes you be letting it shine, and somebody will come over and blow your light out, and it's like, wait a minute, my mm -hmm. matches ain't striking because you didn't let other people wet your matches. Mm. Um, oh. <laughs> no, I hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stacey, you 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 are so right, and I think you you said something that I think you know we we, we gotta address is that. It's okay to talk to a therapist. And yeah. Yeah. you know, I know in our community that's that's still considered a little taboo with mm -hmm. certain, you know, certain people. Um, but but beyond that, you may not necessarily have to talk to a therapist, but talk to somebody who's going to be sensitive to what you're challenged with. You know, one of the things that I look at, and I just think this is right, I look at a, a couple of proverbs. Uh, mm -hmm. Proverbs 12, 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is mm -hmm. wise. Well, that counsel doesn't always have to be a therapist. Maybe it's somebody that you know that you can trust, somebody mm -hmm. that's a mentor. Um, yeah, you may think, okay, I don't know how to say no to people. That's all right. Say yes to the right people. If you just learn how to say yes to the right people, you won't have time for the wrong people because mm -hmm. you'd be spending so much time communicating with the right folk. Another mm -hmm. one says, uh, where no counsel is, the people fall. Now, we've heard this one, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So, I mean, there's wisdom in seeking counsel. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and a lot of times I'll seek counsel three, four times a week uh, from different people. And mm -hmm. sometimes that counsel could be your mate. Sometimes mm -hmm. that yeah, counsel totally. could be, you know, your best friend. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that counsel could be your parent. Mm -hmm. um, we think of counsel as in, I got to go pay somebody. No, you don't. What you're actually using is your time in the right way. Mm -hmm. So that's your payment, your time. But if you don't use it in the right way, you just gave away some time, mm -hmm. just wasted some time. And it did cost you. It may have cost you emotionally, physically, mentally. It may have cost you a job. It could have cost you so many things that you missed because mm. you didn't take that time and use it the right way. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we, we have to take good. advantage of wise counsel. <laughs> Yeah. And and I think too, no matter who you're talking to, um, make sure they're a right fit for you, whether it's a best yeah. friend, because sometimes, you know, your best friend, you'd be like, now, wait a minute now. Uh, I know I just looked shocked a minute ago because it, it's snowing outside and I didn't know it was supposed to snow. Today. Is it really? Yeah, it's, I don't know, this, this weatherman. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you are absolutely right. You do not always have to pay somebody. I mean, I know, I know mom has definitely been a counselor for me at times y'all have been my my best friend Jackie um <clears throat> and I, I think but I think it's important to talk to somebody and mm -hmm. and feel safe that's the yeah. thing yeah. safety is yeah. key because you cannot trust everybody some people will try to project their stuff junk and things onto your situation and then now you're carrying their load and mm -hmm. confused about what you actually went to them for um well, that's why I like what you said, neutral, like somebody neutral. It depends on what the subject matter is, too. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to have somebody neutral. Like that old saying goes, uh, don't take constructive criticism from people who ain't constructed nothing. You know what I mean? So, so you want to you also want to look at where that person is. Yeah. Uh, and I recognize this in business a lot, too. Um, you know, if I want to do something, if I have a goal, I, I, one of the first things I do is try to find somebody who's already done it, you know, and, and sit down with them and say, Hey, you did X, Y, Z. I want to do that. How'd you do it? And I may not take their advice. I may not take their path, but at least I get feedback from somebody who's actually done it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the same as if I needed marital, marital advice or advice on how to get in shape. You know, I'm going to ask somebody who's, who's at least done, you know, what I want to do, but I want to, I want to play devil's advocate a little bit here. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I saw, and we, we, we grew up in a household where our father, uh, was a preacher, still is a preacher, a minister, and mom is an educator. <clears throat> and, and, and I, I, I love y'all watching these, uh, documentaries about marathon runners. I don't know. I don't know. It's something about them. Okay. You they love really, those. <laughs> they really motivate me. Okay. But, but. And, and I, t I told this story to somebody. I don't know. I may have told you, Stacey. Maybe not. But there's this documentary out about, uh, I think it's called 41st 
or something like that. I think that's the name of the documentary for 40, 41st day or 41st something. But it's about this marathon runner who never got a coach. Oh, he's yeah, a professional yeah. marathon runner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he never got a coach. And people kept telling him, man, you're on the professional level. You need a coach. He never got a coach. You know who he said his coach was? He said, my coach is God, God. <laughs> you know? And, 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 and usually guys, when I watch these documentaries, I watch like the first 20 minutes and then I go to sleep. It's a good nap. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but he, this guy caught my attention in the first five minutes. He's like, you know, God, I seek God for, for feedback on everything I do, especially when I'm out running, how to train. God is going to tell me all this. And I was like, wow. And when he said that, I kind of set up and I watched this whole documentary and all throughout the documentary, it's about him accomplishing his goals, you know, crushing his goals. This guy holds the, 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 the United States record for the half marathon and the full marathon. Never had a coach. <laughs> and he said, my coach is God. He calls it faith-based coaching. And he said what he does is he goes out to run and he may go walk in at first, meditate, walking meditation, and he'll seek God. He'll get in God's presence. He'll talk to God, you know, and and he'll listen. He'll be silent. And he'll say, okay. He'll, or he'll ask God a question. What should I do about this? What should I do about that? How should I train here? How should I? <laughs> hey, you got the you got the the, the, the national record, bro. What, what am I going to say? You know what I'm saying? So um, I just think it, I just think I thought that was really awesome for for the sake of it being awesome. But the second reason I thought it was awesome is because I could really relate to that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to tell you what I did. When I first started my company, MyTech, I said, okay, God, I'm having a conversation. I said, God, you know what? I, I know a, I know a lot of these scriptures. You know what I'm saying? And you got scriptures in here that you just say, I can do all things through Christ. Or, or you know, when you pray, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You know, Mark 11, 24. All these, all these great scriptures, right? I said, God, I'm going to apply all of these scriptures I learned growing up. And I'm going to see if, if you really got me. You know, if you don't, you don't. OK, but I'm just going I'm just going to go all out. And when I run into a brick wall, I'm, I'm going to seek you, God. You got to You got to You got to show me which way to go. And I promise you 100 percent. That's how I felt. I felt like God was my coach. I felt like God was my mentor, you know. So when he said that, I was like, man, that's what I've been telling people, you know, but but I think that it is a biblical concept uh, because because Jesus told his disciples, when I leave you, the comforter will come. Okay, and he's going to he's going to give you all all knowledge and you will know all things and he's going to guide you and lead you. So, I mean, the Holy Spirit lives within us. Right. But but I'm here to tell you. I'm, I I agree with both perspectives because what what God does do is He uses other people for us, right? And that's that's where we should seek counsel. You know, we, we're seeking counsel from other people because people are right in our network or in our uh, circle that can help us do what we want to do. I just wanted to throw that out there. No, no, that's 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 real deep. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about when I went through my. Uh, divorce uh when my first wife um i have a great friend that grew up five houses down the street from us that ultimately became an attorney and this is the weirdest thing how this come full circle um so i had an attorney that, that was kind of kind of pitiful um <laughs> he, was, he was pitiful in, in fact <laughs> But this is, I'm going to tell you how, how interesting this is. I hope he's not watching. I know. I'm like, <laughs> you were trash and I had like, to get rid of you. Oh, Tim's got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not, not calling me the name. Hey, just don't say his name. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 what, but, but what happened was um, I was referred by this friend to somebody else, uh, by this great friend to a different attorney. Now, what's interesting is he was my attorney, but my friend was like my spiritual attorney mm-hmm. because I would get upset and be angry, you know, and, and, and divorce is like a death. I mean, you go through mm-hmm. stuff, you go through mm-hmm. all of those seven stages of death. I mean, you go through it all. 
And so I'm angry and I'm, I'm wanting to lash out and send emails and say this and say that. And so my spiritual attorney said, no, say what you need to say. And only say that. If you need to say something else, send that email to me. This happened for like a year and a half. Two years, almost to the month when my divorce was final, we in our last hearing. Guess what came out in that hearing? All of those emails. Mm, wow. And while I'm reading those emails, the judge actually stopped and just, you know, just had a whole lot of things to say. But ultimately, in part, because I had that spiritual friend who just happened to be an attorney, didn't have to pay that person anything. They counseled me in the way I needed counsel, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. spiritually, <laughs> through God's guidance mm -hmm. and me choosing. See, I had to choose to listen. Yeah, I chose to listen. That friend had to choose to listen to God because that person said, I noticed your countenance was different when I would see you at church. And I wanted to just ask, you know, and I prayed first to ask God, well, what's going on? Should I say something? Mm -hmm. So everything had to align up according to his will and ultimately that's why right now, today, I have custody of my son. Wow. I mean, so, yeah, I think we have to go through that counsel <clears throat> piece. It doesn't yeah. always have to be somebody we spend money on. If we are able to do that, do that. But make sure it's somebody that lines up, like you said, with what your principles are. Mm -hmm. but, but have those people in your network, close friends, family, whoever is going to help you to accomplish what you need to accomplish and, and be sensitive to those needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with all that. I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great tool bag to have of all that. It is. A lot of people don't have that though, especially a lot of people in, in our community and, and, and other, yeah. other communities, other, you know, people of color, they just don't have that access or they have people, like you said, Tim, that aren't aligning with their principles and aren't aligning with, you know, what they need. Um, and that can be scary. That can be scary at times because you feel alone, you feel trapped mm -hmm. and whatnot. Well, you know, nowadays, uh, I'm gonna be real. I mean, technology has really Ooh. given us access to a lot of resources, good and bad, you know. But, but you know, I'm a big uh, proponent of YouTube. And <laughs> I'm telling you, if, if somebody, it's to the point where when somebody says something to me or they recommend I do something, I go to YouTube first. I, you know, they recommend a book. I go to YouTube. They recommend a conference. I go to YouTube. A, a speaker. I go to YouTube because mm -hmm. the audio book is maybe on YouTube. Fifty percent of the time it is, unless mm -hmm. it's a brand new book, mm -hmm. or that author is speaking on you. Uh, several videos on YouTube. I can get you know uh, the mindset of that author. But if but if I wanted, if I was having trouble mentally or mental health, I bet I could go to YouTube. Type in how to deal with mental health. How to deal with it from a Christian point of view, how to deal with it as a black uh, uh, black woman. You know, so I, I think that we have a lot of resources, uh, you know, not just YouTube, I mean, Google, whatever, to plug into uh, if we don't have somebody that we know personally, uh, we can we can plug into some resources nowadays, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. On, Sp on Spotify, I Absolutely. listen when I- Podcast. Yeah, I listened to the Black Girl Therapy podcast with Dr. Joy on Spotify um, because I'm looking at Timon because I'm like, what is he saying up there? <laughs> he, he's he talking to somebody else. I think he's talking. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but no, I, I think you're absolutely right. We have everything at our fingertips. Yeah. But I will say this because some people will say, well, then there's no excuse. I'm like, there absolutely can be excuses because mm -hmm. everyone might not be in a space that you're in or yeah. have access to certain things, or again, feel sure. safe enough or know how to find that or information. Or know how, yep, yep. You know, yeah. and they have yeah. to be encouraged. They have yeah. to be encouraged, whether they're praying to God, whether they're practicing whatever other faith they practice in praying, or whether mm -hmm. they're talking to a friend or whatnot, you know. But you are absolutely right about that. It is at your fingertips. Um, yeah. Yeah. And be wise. Just, just be wise. Think about, you know, don't throw up all your information on, on people. You know, sometimes what we want to do is we are emotional creatures. And the first thing we want to do is like, let me tell you, and we throw up right. yeah. all of this yeah. information sometimes to the wrong person mm -hmm. because we're looking for confirmation of our own emotion and how we feel. Come we on. might not be looking for what's right. Mm -hmm. We just looking for somebody to agree with us. Mm -hmm. so you got to be careful with that. And you got to be wise because if you really want a solution, <laughs> 
Yeah. Sometimes those solutions are are going to come in a way that they're not going to tell you what you want to hear, and you got to be in in the process of receiving the help that people are giving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I've I've been having this internal thought uh, for a few months, and it's 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 with it's an internal conversation with with me and God, and and it's really it goes like this: Uh, What do you have for me? Well, if I showed you what I have for you, it would scare the living daylights out of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, so uh, and, and, and my whole uh, journey is to grow, to become the person that wouldn't be scared <laughs> if you mm-hmm. showed me. You know what I mean? Just having that total faith, having 100 percent faith. Um, but I think that um, we really have to just be in a position to always become better. You know, constant yeah. and never ending improvement. You know, I, that's one of my values. Always becoming a better person, becoming the best version of myself. Oh, and that yeah. means being, you know, like Mike Tyson said, having a plan, but getting hit in the mouth. You didn't have a plan for getting hit in the mouth. Right. So so be ready for what somebody may tell you or the feedback you may see or the truth that may reveal itself. You know, we, we have to be ready for that because that's what's going to help us grow. That's what's going to help us become better. We all have had experiences, adverse experiences that made us better or open other doors for us. So we know that if it happens in the present, then that's to open another door or to make us uh, develop those traits that we need to have. So it's that's really exactly key. Right. That's that exactly, exactly right. That is exactly right. And Man, I gotta, we got, gotta go, go ahead, Tim. Well, sometimes we got to embrace, uh, I think, the challenges. I'm just thinking about Joseph. In the end, after everything Joseph went through, he said, well, that, that's okay because what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Mm-hmm. And if we go back and think in our lives, well, what has happened in my life that mm-hmm. was bad? And for me, all of those things has taught me how to become better, more patient, yeah. more understanding of people who are different than me, uh, appreciating God's grace and mercy, knowing where my life could be, Mm-hmm. Um, and so after bringing me through those things, I'm, I'm able to look at people differently and appreciate things differently and recognize where all my help really does come from. Hey, that's beautiful. Can, can I just say something about that real, real quick? Joseph, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why I'm laughing. Okay. <laughs> Joseph, Joseph said what you meant for bad, God meant for good. Referring to his brothers who sold him into slavery. And all that good stuff. He ends up being second in command in Egypt. What you meant for bad, God meant for good. And and a lot of times we take that story and we relate it to our lives. What people did to us and they meant for bad, God turns it into good, which is very true. I've seen it happen in my life, right? Mm -hmm. But I also think that it it also means what we did for bad to, to ourselves, you know, that I can look back in my life and see things that I did. I know I knew it was wrong and I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and or I meant to get back at somebody. And I, I know there are circumstances where I did things and God turned it into good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually benefiting from it now. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's amazing. Like pe- people can do bad things to us and it could turn out for good. But we could do bad things to ourselves and it mm-hmm. could turn out for good as well mm-hmm. because God is just that good. You know what I mean? But but I want I want to cover like uh, some 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 takeaways. I, yeah. I want to make sure we got some some action. Hit those. Hit did those. they wake you up? Yeah. Did they wake yeah. you up, Stacey? Okay. <laughs> uh, it's flower up. You heard her bark and she's over okay. There. She's like, go ahead, Uncle Billy. Well, because okay. I was going to say you got your meeting and Tim is up there directing traffic, so I said maybe we should wrap this up. <laughs> he like, yeah, we got. He said, got, stop. Go and get wait. This <laughs> wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so just some takeaways, man. We talked about uh, uh, Tim mentioned a book, Three Feet from Gold. I think you said it's a Napoleon Hill uh, in the okay. Napoleon Hill series. Uh, the History of Swear Words on Netflix. Check it out. Uh, Savers, which is an acronym for the morning routine. Uh, be silent. Affirmations, visualization, exercise, read, and scribe. Uh, a couple of people to check out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Miles Monroe yeah. and David Goggins. And then Stacy, you mentioned the book Boundaries, Boundaries. Uh, which I've, I've heard I've heard several people mention that book. But yeah, Boundaries, uh, which is a great family book, great family book. It is. And, uh, 
really and we're, we're today, man, we, I think we had a great conversation and really about mental health. So, uh, yeah, we can wrap this baby up. Wrap it on. Hey, it on hey, hey thank you to our sponsors. Uh, <laughs> we, we got fedupgroup.com whoop, whoop. Uh, as a sponsor. Yeah. We got uh, uh, BillMcCluskey.com. <laughs> and we got AnastasiaMcCluskey.com. Is that yes, right? That's we appreciate right. our sponsors appreciate for stepping them. in yes. and, 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 uh, and, and taking notice of these important conversations. Hey, man, y'all have a great one. I will talk to y'all soon. Talk to y'all Peace soon. Out. Love y'all. Peace and All peace. Them Three Podcast is sponsored by Timothy McCluskey Jr.'s Fed Up Group, The Volcano Eruption of Debt, Anastasia McCluskey, Hello Beautiful Spirits, and Bill Lee McCluskey, Get Off Your Assets.